Been spending most our lives living in this nerdy paradise. Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of the Comic Thoughts Podcast. I am the Hal to Hound, and of course you can call me Hound or Connor. And I am joined by the Coolio of the Comic Thoughts, Ashraf. How are you doing, my friend? What's up? I like to be the Coolio of the uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, to my left, I believe, uh, I am also joined by the Weird Al Yankovic of the comic oh my God, really? Sam Cripps. Yeah, I'm down for that. He's had some pretty big number one sellers. Um, I know that they're all spoof songs, but hey, everyone needs a little bit of spoof in their life. He's like one of the most <laughs> yeah. successful comedy acts ever. He's mm. been like multi-generational. Has he won a Grammy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Several, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He done. I think he done an unboxing video for a Grammy. Like literally, like effect. <laughs> oh, so this is this is the Grammy. This is the box that comes gonna, in and doing a voice do and everything. A quick apologize to everyone um, that's watching and they might even hear it. I am eating again as per normal. ASMR. ASMR um, with yeah. Sam. That's it. He's ASMR weird Sam. and he's also like a, an ASMR artist. Hey guys, just uh, breathe in real deep now and listen to the soothing tones of my voice as I eat this bit of meat. Mm. Mm-mm. All right, now we can continue. You can just pretend it's, uh, pretend it's not meat. It's tofu. Yeah. Just going to go double check to make sure our subscriber account didn't just jump down. Um, all right. So, <laughs> all right. So what we are going to talk about today is mostly comic book art because, I mean, we've talked about most things comics, but we haven't really sat down and talked about some of our favorite art. But before we talk about the timelessness of art, let's talk about something that will date this podcast immediately. I'm going to throw this out there because as of the time of this recording, last night we saw the very first trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage. So I'm going to start with Sam the Man and ask what he thought, because Sam, unless my sources are incorrect, you're a pretty big Venom fan. Mm -hmm. He's a bit of a Venom fan. (laughs) Um, I've literally just shoved a bit of meat in my mouth. Hang on. Sorry, podcast people. Just Just like Venom Venom eats people. (laughs) Um, Hang on, I can do it. I can do that. Eddie, can we please eat him? He'll be delicious. Let's eat everyone no, like a turd no. in the wind. No, yeah. no, no Wayne, for that. you have no idea what all this eating's doing to my digestive tract, all right? Can we just slow down for a little uh, bit? Um, <laughs> I, I, look, I'll say the trailer looked interesting. I liked the first film. I enjoyed it for what it was, uh, considering they, they did well, considering they don't have a lot of uh, stuff that they kind of need for the Venom story. Mm. Uh, anyone that's a fan of the Venom will know that he. Oh God, I ate that way too quickly. Is a is a character where he basically was a suit attached to Spider Man in a weird thing called Secret Wars, and then Spider Man comes back to Earth, and then the suit eventually goes, "Hey, I'm fucking alive," and splits away from him, and that was Todd McFarlane's genius idea, and created the character Venom. Uh, then from Venom. Uh, he's, you know, Eddie Brock is actually interviewing or talking to Cletus. Oh, no, he's in prison next to him. Sorry, my memory's getting there. Really? And yeah, because he, he, get, he gets put away. He's, Venom's not a good guy. He's not like, at the time. Oh, right. He had, he had too many. Uh, too Sorry, so you're talking about belt. the trailer. Yeah, yeah go on. Uh, in the comics, yeah. And then he's in the yeah. prison next, in the prison cell next to him. And then, of course, uh, with all the stress of being in prison and Venom's life and that, he has carnage falls off him. Uh, it's basically his way of having a baby because Venom had been experimented on so much by scientists. He didn't realize he'd shed another child. He thought he wasn't Whoa. capable of it. And then, you know, as 
time goes on, you really find out that Venom is absolutely devastated to find out that his child is carnage. Like it is, it's a really like full on story. But in the trailer, what we saw was an old man pretending to be a young man as carnage. And I don't know how I feel about Woody Harrison being carnage at all. Cause I don't really like, I think he's good in a lot of films, but He's also not good in a lot of films. He's always kind of just that background guy, extra guy. It's cool because it's Woody. Like, let's just chuck him in. Him as Carnage? I don't know. There were so many other casting choices that I'd seen floating around the web. I don't know if there was actual talks of any of them. I know the guy that played Joker or Jerome in Gotham. He was my number one pick. He was amazing. Most people's um, number one pick, I think. Yeah. He Cameron Monaghan. That's it. He's perfect for the role. Mm. So, I don't know. I, I'm... I still think it'll be a good, fun film, um, but also having Carnage to me means it should have a solid R rating, and I doubt we'll get that. So, I know I'm like I'm planning to go and I'm going in with the idea that this is just going to be a fun what if movie. Uh, and Ashraf, see, I share a lot of the same opinions as Sam um, regarding this. Um, like, I, I like the first Venom. I thought it was fine for what it was. I like watching it it made me feel like i was 13 again and like full of my edginess and that's yeah that i think that's the prime age when guys start to like venom (laughs) or that that sort of character with the teeth and the tongue and the edginess and the he's like oh i'm so cool i wear all black and i'm so edgy stop stop um, picking on me i I still dress like that (laughs) (laughs) but uh I, i do also like the fact that the first movie was really goofy and uh, Venom is kind of goofy in a lot of comics and, uh, and uh, the old cartoon as well. And the video game, the and, old Spider-Man. Yeah, and the video game. game. Yeah, Venom's heaps goofy. I do, I do love that they stuck with that for this interpretation of him, even though like there's no Spider-Man involved in his origin in the movie at all. Um, so... And I do think Woody Harrelson's a weird choice. I feel like he's like too good of a name for Venom. <laughs> it's like, why would you hire Woody Harrelson for his for his role um like um i was talking to my friend who watched it last night as well and they thought that it was john c riley <laughs> i was like what kind of does look like that with the hair I'm, I'm happy they improved on the hair from the oh, previous film yeah it's not all that stupid yeah. carrot top fluffiness that was dumb that was like it looked like the character carrot top i don't know if anyone i don't yeah I it does it does look like that yeah not as buff i'm as not talking top, to though. the not talking to the right age group here for that <laughs> Uh, is a shitty comedian. Apparently, majority of our listeners on Spotify are aged um, like thirty nine upward. So, like, let's let's not call them out. (laughs) Nothing wrong Um, with that. Nothing wrong. Yeah, not there's anything wrong with that. (laughs) Don't call them out. Don't remind them that they've lived. (laughs) (laughs) I do wonder how um, they'll handle like the. Marvel Universe references. Is this like still a separate universe from the Marvel Studios yes. Cinematic Universe? Until they confirm otherwise, uh, yes. I think we have to consider it as a separate universe. Just because... But Mobius... Uh, uh, yes, has Vulture in it. Until we find yeah. out more, like I think we'll find... I think like Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be a big like linchpin in us finding out what is and isn't canon. So like, and Andy Circus says that this movie is self-contained and that there are some Marvel references, but nothing like he, he says that none of the characters are aware of any other Spider-Man characters, which is unfortunate. But hopefully he's lying. Because there was a spider in the trailer. 
which was it killed was. when they talk yeah. about a savior. And there was a Daily Bugle newspaper. Anyway, what do you think, Connor? <laughs> uh, I I was actually going to say there were a couple of people who were quite down on like Venom being a bit like a bit goofy, and I'm just like, have you have, um, you, have you have you read like recent Venom co- like any Venom comic that like the character of Venom is not inherently like we made fun of like I wear all black and I have teeth and I'm like I'm I'm like but he the, the character of Eddie Brock himself outside of the spider must die isn't particularly yeah. like like you know that kind of dark gritty emotional unless of course you tell some of his darker stories like you know some of the stuff that led into like you know the uh the uh, absolute carnage story um but even then the stuff before that had things like venom being you know venom talking to, to eddie and basically just being like like just a normal person eddie's just a guy he had a bunch of bad luck but he's just yeah. a guy and venom is just his pal essentially and they he's have their power <laughs> so i thought the goofiness was like proper like it was a proper fine like it was fun it was funny like genuinely i actually thought the cooking stuff was actually quite funny because eddie's just like yeah. another day <laughs> like this is just i actually can't believe him. andy circus is directing it kind of feels like the previous movie's director actually it um the thing i laughed about the most in the trailer straight up was the um can i eat her to the the lady <laughs> mrs chen yeah mrs chen, mrs. chen. Mrs. chen. That was brilliant. <laughs> no, you cannot meet Mrs. Chen. And then just her entire expression just changing. It was It was genuinely good. I'm wondering if like the responses to people being like a bit air on this is more because of the style of the trailer itself. Because... Yeah, probably. It, it is I think director. most people at the end of the day are going to be more worried about Woody. I literally think yeah. everyone's a bit, it's bit... Fans of the comics are worried because in the comics, Carnage or Cletus is younger. And has a very particular vibe about him. And I don't get that vibe from Woody. Not even in the slightest. He doesn't give me killing for no reason. Doesn't give me the... Like, I feel like this film was going to be one of those awkward moments where they're going to give us a reason why he kills. Instead of having the legitimate no reason. He's, he's, it might he, be no reason. Yeah. In, in, yeah, he, sorry, he might one. very well like in many ways he's kind of in that vein almost quite not too dissimilar from the joker um in many regards because a, a lot of times like the big question is why does why is joker the way he is and you know you look at like killing joke he's like i mean that could be the case but not even i know honestly like just you know there is almost no higher reason for it and that's part of the reason why kind of just so cool because baseline like he's just the most simple straightforward prime evil type character that's why he's so um, horrifying let's let's move on from from the trailer wait before before we move on just just really quickly from the trailer it does seem like um he kills for no reason that's i mean i just he got that vibe better. since like eddie was interviewing him in the jail and that he's getting executed for like all of these crimes and that there are a lot of people witnessing his execution. Feels like he has a really long rap sheet. Um, but before we depart from this topic, I just want to talk about like Donny Kate's run on Venom. And, like if we're talking so about good. runs in the character that don't involve Spider-Man that much, I thought there was a really good story about addiction mainly and how Venom was like um, a metaphor for Eddie Brock's addiction or anyone's addiction. And I felt like the movie nailed that tone in the first one where like Eddie... Um, like things were going well for Eddie and then everything went to shit and he got depressed <laughs> and he kind of like leaned into that whole Venom thing and like it sort of parallels how like your whole social life goes out the window when you, you get addicted to something that's not good for you. Anyway, like I'm excited. Books. 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I genuinely think if there's a theme for this movie, I think it might be Eddie and Venom dealing with the concept of what makes a monster. Yeah, probably. I did, I did not like that line of like, we're the same, you and I. No, I was like, what the fuck? How many times have we heard that variation before? <laughs> You're just me, but a worse day. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> well, Whoa, the, the hero and the villain are the same? Oh my God. Oh my God, it's like that movie Iron Man. And like that other movie, Ant-Man. <laughs> and Iron Man 2. Oh, and Iron yeah. Man 3. They keep doing that. It's really annoying. Well, to be fair, thematically, it's it's very it's very easy to write a story that's both compelling and character driven. If you do some, anyway, that's a topic for another day. Yeah, we're, Tony Stark's worst enemies himself. That's why. Yeah, go yeah. on. Well, <clears throat> so we have been talking about something quite modern, but now let's talk about something that could span across the entirety of the comic book timeline. Uh, we are talking. Astro sex life goes beyond space and time. Yeah, I'm uh, older than you think. <laughs> All right, so we are going to talk about our, some of our favorite artwork in comics, or possibly even some of our least favorites. Um, so the very first question is quite simply, what is some of your favorite art from comic book history? Uh, Ashraf, why don't we start with you, my friend? Bring up some photos, uh, Connor. Yeah, I sent a few photos of Connor's show on the chat, but before that, I, I do have this calendar. <laughs> but the only reason I bought this calendar was because it has the iconic cover of Brave and the Bold with the first appearance of Justice League of America. And every time I think about the Justice League, I always think about this cover with the fighting Starro. And this is very relevant because um, Starro is going to be the uh, adversary in the new Suicide Squad movie. Uh, relevant. I actually don't know who did this. Ah. Some dude. He's dead, so fuck it. Are you sure? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, 20%. Uh, cut this out if he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm you to do more <laughs> we yeah yeah just get me to do more editing it's not jesus christ there's, there's also this john Byrne cover of man of steel in the 80s it's pretty cool i guess um i do think about the john Byrne superman specifically when i think about the uh silver age i guess it's the modern age I mean, was this hang on stuff. what was that was it the yeah. first appearance of justice league yeah supposedly the, justice league of it? america justice league of america I don't know why my brain is just uh, not allowing the brave and the bold. The brave and the bold number. You guys see that? Yeah, the brave. (laughs) Yep. Yes. You're seeing the Superman thing. Yeah, iconic death of Superman. The cover by Dan Jurgens. It's like I always think about this cover. Uh, They homaged it in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, the cover artist for Brave and the Bold 28. Or was it 28? Yeah. Yeah, it is um, Mike Sikowski, Murphy Anderson, and Jack Adler. Right. Very fine gentleman or (laughs) something. (laughs) Okay, let's uh, proceed to the next. Move on, Ashraf. Move on. Yeah. It's a very good Dan Dragon's cover. Good story. Um, Changed uh, how death works in comics. You can't, like, read comics on the regular and not know about Death of Superman. Is there any other covers? Or... I've just got these all lined up, so I'm just going to go left. I'm just going to go like that. Oh, this is so small. I should have sent a bigger one. Anyway, That's what this said. is David Mezzichelli and uh, Frank Miller's Born Again. There are a few iconic panels that I always think about, and the cover is a... Uh... I read that not long ago, and I must yeah. admit, it's not as good as I remembered. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot. Like I remember the first time I read it, I fell in love with it massively. Read it again. Yeah. 
I think last year I read it at the end last year and yeah it didn't grip me as it as it did before so you weren't born again when you read no, it again. no Miller Miller I think like it's still a good book it just wasn't as punching and, and deep as I remember it being I think because now the content in that book I don't think it's even that controversial or dark or scary or realistic as it once was yeah definitely and I think a lot of comics have ripped, has ripped off of it because this yes. is around the time when comics were starting to become dark in the 80s and early 90s yeah um, definitely yeah it's great Karen Page The Church good it tells artwork. you what's but, in the yeah. book yeah David Messicelli is so good I wish he would still produce the interiors mm. I think he teaches now that's where the money's at. Well, the funny thing is like um I think he uploaded a letter of him getting denied from working uh, with Marvel because they said that his art was too juvenile or something. <laughs> what a loss that was. Wow, what else do we really? have, Connor? Hit me. Uh, yep, hang on. Just having some difficulties. For some reason, it just won't go to the next picture. So I'll do that. Can you see that? Oh, uh, yeah. David Mezzichelli, year one, Batman. Um, I think this is one of the single issue covers. And I always think about this when I think about Jim Gordon's relationship with Batman. And I, what I like about Year One is that you think it's a Batman story because it's called Batman Year One, but it's mostly from the point of view of Jim Gordon. And this, like, without even reading any of the interiors, when you look at his cover, you're, you're, you're prompted with the notion that, oh, obviously Gordon doesn't know Batman that well. And... Better clock him. Yeah. And that there are more like that, adversaries. Now, at this look point. at that, and then look at the f- part when we first really see Batman in BVS at the start when he's up what? in the corner. Oh yeah, when he's hiding. Yeah, that's what I get from that. It it does kind of look like that. I didn't think about that. I always thought that he was leaping in oh, this yeah. panel. I feel like yeah, he's what else? I'd imagine he'd have to be. He doesn't look like he's standing on anything. <laughs> Yeah, he's not. Oh, yeah. Howard Porter's uh, JLA cover. You like that? I do. People say it's busy. People say it represents what's wrong with the 90s. But to be honest, when I think about Justice League, um, I think about this cover. And whenever I see it homaged, because like everyone always tries to do their own riff on it, I always get so excited. I'd be like, oh, man, this is going to be a great story. Such a good run as well. Like The main story is I want to know what condition uh, Superman's using. Look at those yeah, he has he has a mullet. He doesn't mullet. have this mullet for long. He dies, and then he gets replaced with blue Superman and red Superman, which makes yeah. the covers look even more obnoxious because there's so much going on already. Notice that like Batman's wearing his uh, '89 suit just because the '89 movie came out. It's such a good <laughs> like, suit. Not too far from uh, this comic, and this is when Batman's like started really being a badass. Like Grant Morrison's mission was to make Batman fit on a team full of superhuman gods <laughs> yeah uh what, what else we have oh yeah this miller was frank miller and this is when he most people say this is like when his prime and he started going downhill after this and this is i mean it's debatable it's probably not that debatable actually it's not that controversial to say that <laughs> no most people <laughs> well, um, agree. Frank, frank miller is a controversial figure you say yeah. Hmm. Don't see that. <laughs> he's he's mellowed out in the years. Um. I think Holy Terror was a 
terrible. <laughs> but this cover, man, this is so cool. It's like, I think every TV show, every movie, and every even things that aren't Batman have tried to like homage this cover. Yeah. And just and they, they did a version of it in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Where they did that pose. Also in, in Batman v Superman, they did the same thing with the lightning strike and everything. I, th- I thought that looked amazing. It looked just like the cover. Ben Affleck actually looks like this hulking mess of a... Batman. Batman. Yeah. Hulking mess of a and bat. What I liked about... <laughs> what I liked about uh, Dark Knight Returns is that like when you analyze it on like a um, creative level, um, like the way Frank Miller differentiates between how he draws Bruce Wayne and how he draws Batman is so interesting to me. And it's something that can only be done in comics where like he draws Batman as this huge, like 12 feet tall, muscly figure. But Bruce Wayne is a frail, decrepit <laughs> old man. It's just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that works in a comic, but you can't portray that in a movie, believably. You can't write that in a novel. And that's like, that's one, you know, one of the things I love about comics is like this is what makes the medium great and this is what pushes it forward. And I think, you know, a lot of people have taken the wrong lessons from this book. I think people have, uh, I think Zack Snyder loves this book too much, and as a result, he made Batman v Superman really shit. <laughs> yep. Why would you even call it that? I, th- I, I think up yourself title. Fucking, I think Frank Miller took the wrong lessons from this book. <laughs> No, but it's a good book, though. Like, like, it is good. I love it. It is. That's the worst part. It's good. They also did a really good animated adaptation of it. um, Oh, it's amazing. Part one and part two is really good. good. And like with uh, Peter Weller voicing Bruce Wayne. And what I love about this is that Frank Miller does like... Like everyone always talks about Batman fighting Superman. But this book, he really planned how a fight between Batman and Superman would go and why Batman would win in this circumstance. And he goes out of his way to say that Superman is portrayed out of character because that's the only way to make them fight each other. <laughs> and like he goes through the trouble of like depowering Superman and making it so Bruce Wayne wants Enough to die. Enough about the story. How good's the art? Yeah. <laughs> Great art. Frank Miller's good. <laughs> Don't cut okay, the proceed. man off, Sam. <laughs> no, I'm just having fun. <laughs> um, Jim Lee... Batman, I mean, who who hasn't seen this cover before, right? Yeah. This is a uh, hush, I think. Yeah, I think it's so. Yeah. yeah, Jeff Loeb. Um, it's a good story. It's when Batman wasn't selling well in two thousand nine, and I hush think hush is one of the best ones, right? One of the best stories of Batman of all time. Now, people say that, but I think it's. I would say it's the most accessible. I don't like the story that much. Oh, really? I actually so, can't. Yeah. <laughs> are, are, have you? The, Read, yeah. uh, oh my god, Batman Eternal. Yeah, I, I have. That's Scott Snyder and James I Tinian almost feel Wars. like yeah. Batman Eternal is this a better version too. of this. Yeah, 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 because Hush is in that as well. Yeah, I think it is really actually well. a better version of this. <laughs> like, what saves Hush for me is the art. Like, Jim Lee's art completely salvages uh, an all right Batman story. <laughs> And I, I also like the Batman Catwoman relationship stuff. I mean, who doesn't love that? All kissy well, kissy, right. googly eyes. Yeah. It's a good romance story. Yuck. Anyway, uh, another cover of. Uh, How much art did you send? <laughs> a bunch. <laughs> I think I, I, some of them might be for other questions. So I think well, I'll just stop here so you guys can show your art. I, I yeah, another you. cover of uh, 
Nothing sorted. A... You just sent me like a bunch of pictures. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what goes to Whatever. What. It's fine. Now it's open fine. up all the ones I sent you. Okay, let's go. Let's go look at Sam's stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be hor- horrible. Yes, let's let's see what Sam has asked us to look at today. Of course, naturally. Swamp thing. Oh, man thing. thing. More, yeah, man thing. Swamp thing, man yeah, thing. Man thing. Uh, you're yeah. allowed to get them mixed up. They uh, look very, very similar. Uh, the problem I have is I'm still. I've used this picture and I had this picture. Like, I've used this a lot. This is like my go-to base for. If I say I want something, someone goes, "How do you want this drawn?" I'll show them this. I'm like, go this style. Look at this. Check this out. This is the best reference piece you'll ever get. Um, I love this. That 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 straight up is so good. I'm just trying to think what book that's actually from because I think it's <sighs> Agents of Shield. <laughs> I actually can't think on what exactly that's from. If someone uh, listening knows, I know for the audio guys, it's going to be hard because. I can't tell them which one. It reminds me of the Man Thing number one uh, issue, kind of, but it's slightly different. It almost looks like more like the little dollar panel side mark. But it's so brilliant. So, yeah. For me, um, it almost looks like the artwork you'd see in one of those official Marvel encyclopedias. Yeah, well, this is from this art's 1974. I can tell you that much. Um, now I'm checking my this swamp. Sorry, this is Man Thing hulking forward. He's sort of leaning forward. Yeah. And- his legs are yeah check out look check bent. out the man thing number one cover if you if you if you want to find out more but yeah the, I, I just really love man thing and i think that artwork right there is stunning i'm assuming that is the artists from man thing number one i'm assuming which uh off the top of my head I, uh... for, for podcast viewers i have every intention on just uploading a, a gallery to uh, the comic book thoughts um facebook page that's that just is, yeah. these images Very on here. Oh, so, fr- Frank, Frank Bruner. Frank Bruder, I reckon it is. Uh, oh, that's just off the top of my head, me trying to hopefully guess it right. But yeah, go to the next one. That just I had to put him in there. Now, obviously, that's uh, Immortal Hulk in side artwork. Um, Immortal Hulk. I'm going to say Mike Grill. Yeah. <laughs> Such a brutal, brutal story. Mike has done... He did the interior art, I believe. Yes, is that correct? Did we? I don't know. Uh, see, look, my brain is not working at all now. Oh, no. did, did you look it up in the end? Uh, just to look up the Immortal Hulk artist. I haven't done that yet. No. Uh, I'll, I'll do it now. You can keep it up. Immortal Hulk yeah. uh, artists. Because I know a lot yeah, of the, so. the, covers are, the covers are done by... Oh, it's Joe Bennett. <laughs> Joe Bennett, right. <laughs> I should have known that. Uh, yeah, it's a, his artwork's just stunning for this. Like, it's just so cool. I mean, look at that. It's gruesome. Um it's got this real body horror vibe to it. It reminds me a lot of John Carpenter's The Thing, the way that they've gone about this story. It's just fantastic. Like the art, because I wasn't really interested in this story. Admittedly, when I, when it first came out, as single issues, I didn't bother. And then everyone starts raving about it. And then someone tells me it's a horror. And then I finally went, you know what? I actually sold a heap of stuff when I was at Gamma's of my personal lot. And I went, you know, I've done really well this week. I'm going to give number one a try. Everyone's been raving about it. I'll buy the volume, the collected edition. And I'm obsessed with it. Like, I wish the next volume was out already. It's so good. The story is amazing and the art pops with it so brilliantly. It's Um, a story that so far has made the Hulk feel... Like, Hulk has always been, like, a monster in some regards. Uh. 
but it's this is one of the few times where I feel like Hulk has actually like had moments of genuinely being scary. Yes, to me. yeah, yeah. Like the way they present fear. him. Yeah. And uh, go to the body yeah. horror stuff. Go to the next yeah. one. I think the next one's the oh Savage Avengers. Uh, absolutely amazing. That's uh, David Fincher's cover. It's just stunning. Uh, the interior uh, is Mike. I can't say that. The Diotto Jr. I believe. Uh, but yeah, brilliant art in and external. Everything's just been fantastic. Uh, a yeah, lot of fun. A very once again, lots of dark, heavy line work. But then it's so like the parts of Conan in it. Like his main fighting scenes throughout it have been absolutely fantastic. Like. The, the the inside art for these books is just it's great because it matches the cover art it's like brilliant and brilliant where a lot of comics you get an amazing cover and shit inside artwork all the other way around <laughs> all right what else did i send you god this thing's just not playing ball with me stop playing with your balls no stop playing yes with now this is something a bit different that some people wouldn't even have a clue uh, about this, it's not comic. It's not the comic book. This is the the magazines. Um, uh, I love these. I love the art for them. Literally, I bought the whole series uh, of Howard the Duck magazine. Magazine, yes, uh, from ABC Comics, which you can find on Facebook. Which is Tony. Tony is an absolute uh, legend uh, in the Adelaide comic collecting scene. Uh, most of you will know him if you're listening from Adelaide, but. Um, I'm just trying to find some information on who did the art for this because it's just fantastic. Like I love Howard the Duck. It's been one of my favorites. And when I think of Howard the Duck, take Santa Claus off out of there. And that's how I picture him, you know, hand up, yelling, smoking a big cigar, uh, looking kind of like a bit of a bum. That's just what I see. And that artwork makes Howard look exactly how I pictured him. And like when he showed up in the MCU, uh, as you know, that's how that that, yeah, yeah. that that kind of literally made me go, That's Howard, there's Howard doing Howard things. Like, why did you let it lick you? Like, and that like, <laughs> so perfect, just not happy with where he's at, but he's still kind of going through it. And in he's in Infinity War and in uh, Endgame, and sorry, Endgame. Yeah. Endgame walks out with a Tommy gun. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> such a Howard Duck thing, and I'm glad that they're using borderline this style of art reference more so for that version of Howard. I love, and I'm the only guy that loves the original movie, but I think ah, <laughs> uh, with the duck tits, yes, duck tits and a bit of you know, weird human duck sex. But hey, that's all part of Howard's fucked up world. Duck tits, woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, I can't actually find. I can't remember who did the cover for this, but that's typical me not being able to figure it out. Now this is a pretty oh yeah this cover yeah so I've literally got staring dead at me um, the statue replica of that cover um, I love it like I've got all three all four from the miniseries signed by Claremont uh, eventually I'll have them reset up on display again and then I'll have the statue of him bending over the cigar and the the crossbow on the front it's just absolutely stunning Miller once again nailed this the art is just yeah Frank Miller yeah yeah absolutely stunning. Um, for me, when I think of Wolverine, this is what I think of. This is the image that pops in my head. So either this or him like... Doing this, uh, right? Like the come at me. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, come on, Bob. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of that as well. Um, they're, the, they're the two. And he's in my head, he's always looking up at someone because he's so short. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I picture. 
one of my yeah, favorite pieces of Wolverine, uh, like one of my favorite pictures of Wolverine, I think he's actually standing on a table, um, staring, still looking up. It's him and Juggernaut in a bar. He's on a table staring up at Juggernaut still, even though he's standing on the table. Yes, yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, you go to the next one if you like, because I believe it's, yeah. Yep. Now, the other end of, of Wolverine's life, Old Man Logan, the original story by uh, Mark and Steve. Once again, look at that art. And when you see inside, it's even better. Like just the claws, the blood coming down the arm. And you can see that it's kind of, even the way he's holding his hand, it's not really the comfortable Wolverine we're seeing. It's a much more struggle. Um, Hawkeye being on blind. the front, not yeah, blind. <laughs> and it, it, like the story is amazing, but without that art and showing how fucked up the inbred hulks are and <sighs> how messed up all the heroes are, like, that art, if it wasn't done the way it was done for that book, it wouldn't have worked. Like seeing that cow get torn up over like multiple pages when that happens, it's like you need to see that because yeah. otherwise that story misses its punch. So yeah. That's exactly right. I don't like the story, but the art actually saves it for me. For this book? Yeah. I oh, See, I love this story. I still think, yeah. I mean, what they did with Old Man Logan after it, I don't mind, but at the same time, I feel that anyone... and goes oh i'm into like someone never walked into the store and was like yeah dude i love violence and i love crazy shit i'm like read this just read this read old man logan like try this on for size i said if this is too brutal then we move down from there we'll move down from there <laughs> if this isn't brutal enough then i know where we go we go to the boys and then we go to yeah we, we yeah. go from miller to ellis here. yeah 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 that's it ennis, ennis. despite the fact ennis i haven't area. watched basically any of it uh, of the boys Amazon series, it's still um, it still shocks, it still gets to me that I can walk down the street. Literally, I was walking home from Gamma Rays towards my car, um, and I walked by a bus, and it just had like the boys uh, advertised yeah. on the side of it, and it still gets me. Like it's still bizarre, like that that's a thing. But I'm just yeah. in Adelaide. There's advertisement for the boys on a bus. It's bizarre to me as well. I I remember having conversations with Sam about how it would be impossible to adapt that show. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was so worried on how they were going to go about trying to get the, the art style that is in that to, to convert yeah. over to the show. Anyway, jumping back into Immortal Hulk again, had to share another panel of it just because that body disforming thing I was talking about is really displayed very well. You can see he's changing from human to Hulk, but also there's some struggle and pain there. It's not the, the quick, comfortable change that we know in the movies. It's not the quick change that we've seen in a lot of the shows or other books. It's the fact that it does, you know, it's his body tearing and changing and it's, it's not comfortable. It's not a quick process too, because sometimes he really doesn't want to change and he fights back. So it's seeing that, that body just absolutely go through that kind of distortion, I think is brilliant. It's, there's something like very eldritch horror about this, like next level messed up. Well, like yeah. you can see that his <clears throat> his regular hand is borderline holding a Hulk hand, but yet there's another Hulk hand over here, and then he's got another hand sticking out of another hand. Like he's he's really like there's hands where they shouldn't be fighting other hands that shouldn't be there yet. Like it's it's all like a process, and you're seeing that process just really distort who he is. Yeah, right. And after decades of Hulk stories, it's only like now that we're delving into the actual body horror aspect of it. Yeah, which is something that is quite surprising that we've, we've yeah. never ever, like, because he, he has said, I believe, in previous books, like how much it hurts him to change and how it's not like a, 
comfortable thing like to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a pow. Yeah, now I'm the Hulk. It's yeah. a you know a torturous moment of of pain. Yeah. Does Am- Amadeus Cho go through all of that? He seems well, pretty that's what I'm wondering. Like a lot of those guys, and even She-Hulk, they haven't talked about their transformations as much. They've talked. This is starting to touch on some of that, but yeah, I'm assuming in the next so many issues we might hear more about that. I mean, it's gonna be interesting because like I'm still behind on the Avengers stuff, but like She-Hulk, She-Hulk is still definitely like is in an interesting situation at the moment compared to where she usually is. So it's going to be interesting, especially because they have like World War She-Hulk coming up, right? Uh, something like that, ready for the... Sh- they're doing lots of miniseries. Anything that's coming out in the next couple of years, they're pumping out minis. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to the... What, did I send you anything more? I feel like no, I, that's everything. That yeah, that's everything. I just want to say... Um, uh, why have I gone blank? My brain just completely stopped working. There's one more artist I want to shout out to who did Batman, and I'm staring at his watercolor Batman that I've got up here right now. Uh, um, um, oh my fucking god! Okay, Jeffries. Uh, Brian Stelfries. Brian Stelfries. Jeffries. What yeah. the fuck? My right. brain just <laughs> shut down. Everyone got to see that live. Uh, <laughs> oh, a lot of dead air. Wow. Yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, yeah. Um, Brian Stelfries. His Batman artwork. Check it out. It is beautiful, and it's beautiful as big pieces. I think he's one of the few artists that you take his art and really blow it up and get like it just looks better bigger where some of them it needs to be smaller all right um i'll shut up now how about uh, you Connor? i gotta let my dog out give me two seconds he's making all right, well while you're doing that i'll talk right. one more thing uh yeah freddie williams jr the second oh uh, yeah he did uh the tmt versus batman stuff or yeah, together yeah. team ups amazing his artwork is stunning um i've got is a bunch Australian? of his prints no i don't think so someone someone told me he was he might be All right anyway anyway yeah. yeah his work is amazing um lovely lovely guy uh definitely need to get some more stuff from him i've got i think three prints all signed in that i've got nearly uh, i've got a shitload of version different variant covers and things done by him and others for that book and yeah, just good story as well. Brilliant story. That first one, especially. Second one, not yeah. bad. Third one, yeah. But yeah, first James Tinian. This one, amazing. Guy wrote Batman in general. Um, it also fits in continuity somehow. Like they yes. made it work. <laughs> Ties in very well. They, yeah, yeah. Welcome back, Flashpoint a... Connor. Sorry about that. My oh, mother just needed to see wearing? me as well. Yeah, I just realized he's wearing Flashpoint looking stuff. No, it's all Miss Marvel. Ah. Oh, right. I was uh, thinking that it was Pokemon for some reason. So I got my, so this Miss Marvel shirt I've had for a while. I got it when I got my copy of the Avengers video game last year. But this hat, my dad just bought it for me randomly. Like he just came home and like, here you go. I'm like, thanks. I'll wear it. it. Uh, I think, I think it was EB. He just it had like, oh, Connor, you bastard. I'm just looking at the art you put up. I didn't and even begin. think. Hmm? I've betrayed myself. I'm disappointed in myself. You've just click on that. Just click on it. Yeah, at least we're all not showing the same art. Oh Maybe yeah, some... of course. How could you not talk about this? Yeah, <laughs> no, everyone loves this scene. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, this is an the, iconic Spider-Man. Yeah, cover. one of the most defining moments I think in Spider-Man's history. Like, I like I don't even have book. to. 
I don't even like I don't even think I have to go into much detail. For those who are listening yeah. on uh, audio podcasts, you probably are thinking of the one. It's the final chapter. It's the uh, comic where Spider-Man is trapped under all the debris and machinery and all the waters pouring down over his ASM body. Steve oh. Ditko is so good. Yeah, I mean, best. man, he is he questionable politics, but great artist, which seems to be very common, actually. Yeah. The, um, the thing with this scene, though, sorry, Connor, is that I just want to say this. The thing with this scene is that Stanley's dialogue kind of ruins it a bit. If he like eased up in the dialogue and it was just the art, it would actually be an amazing scene. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, they like reference yeah. they reference this moment too on this this front cover in and in the the internals. What happened? Uh, they. Reference this in her homecoming. Homecoming, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was really well done. I actually really loved that that nod to this moment. Yeah, no, definitely. Like it's it like it like it's so iconic that the moment they did that scene in Homecoming, I'm just like, they're doing it. Like it's on par with like when they threw Gwen Stacy off the side of a tall building. I'm like, they're doing it. Like you know, <laughs> like you, you, you that moment of like, oh, okay, cool. You know, because it's just so immediately recognizable, and a big part of that is just so ha- it's just how good this artwork is. Just the way the water's pouring off of him, and you can barely see his face. Oh, it's so good. Like just such a claustrophobic moment. Uh, moving on, yeah, I've got a couple. Again. I've got a couple of more amazing Spider-Man co- uh, covers in here because there's just so many good, iconic, amazing Spider-Man covers. Um, so this one for podcast listeners is it has got the Green Goblin dragging Peter Parker by the end of his uh, glider. Well, Peter Parker is only partially in Spidey gear under his torn civilian clothes. It's such a such a good piece. Uh, Marvel thirty nine. Oh. Marvel Select, actually, who uh, back before when they were back before they were doing more action figurey stuff, stuff, and it was more like posable statues, where it was like very limited uh, posability. Their first attempt at a a Green Goblin was basically a replication of this cover, and I've always wanted it because it looks so good. Like Green Goblin looking like an absolute like a a nightmare of a being, just yeah. (laughs) Like so many amazing Spider-Man covers are basically like Peter Parker or Spider-Man being absolutely effed. Yeah, <laughs> right. What's up with that? <laughs> because mostly, most of the time, Peter Parker or Spider-Man is absolutely effed <laughs> in a lot of his situations. Um, it's a, it's a brilliant. Just, I love it. I love the way the smoke looks on this as well. Particularly, like the way that the smoke comes out the end of the the flame on the back of the glider is, moi, perfect. Right. And Hobbsy. Uh, I I forgot this cover existed until I went looking, and it's just like it's such a cool piece. It is a for again podcast listeners, uh, Hobgoblin um, ripping Spider Man's costume in half, and you just Amazing see Spider Man two thirty eight. There we go. Um, you don't even see Hobgoblin's face; it's just a black shadow with the red eyes poking through you know the, the the hood. I don't have that issue either at the moment. Oh well, whoever I got this picture from has a nine point six. Uh, has a nine point six on this. Mother. Congrats to him. Uh, I've got two thirty. I've got two three seven. No two three eight and no two three nine. Apparently, but Ooh. I've got number two forty. Is this the first appearance of the Hobgoblin? I'm pretty sure. I think right? so. Yeah, it's, it, oh, it's close. Yeah, it should, it'll tell you. Hang on, first appearance of Hobgoblin. Yeah, it's because CGC graded. It tells you in the top right hand corner. Oh, yes, it does. Cool, beautiful. Right, really quickly before we move on, what do you guys think of the transition from Steve Ditko's art to John Romita's? Like in terms of Spider-Man issues, <laughs> did you guys like it? Did I don't you like mind John it. Romita better. It doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more stylistically like it's 
to me, coming he's more from handsome. my perspective, he's more handsome. What issue did he come in on? That's a great question. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> I'm having trouble saying. I don't know. At the I used to know it off the top of my head, actually, but no. Yeah, my brain isn't going to allow me to remember. But I, I, I liked it. Like I, I don't see so far. There's probably only a couple of artists, one or two, that I wasn't like thrilled about having them on Spidey. But most of the time, it's pretty good. I've never been unable to read a Spider-Man book because of its art, personally. No, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Not yet, but Not they'll yet. do it. They'll figure out a way. Here's uh, Spider-Man <laughs> 261. Um, this one I just really like. Just like the imagery. It is Hobgoblin standing tall, gripping a, a, a Spider-Man who has fallen to the ground uh, in defeat. And, and fire was... is just everywhere around them. It makes him look like an actual, like almost like Released a demon. Released February 1985. It's the Sins of My Father storyline. Thank you. Who's the artist? Uh, yeah, the pencils are done by Ron Friends. The inker is Joe Rubinston, and the colorist is Bob Sharon. The letterer was Joe Rosen, and the cover artist technically was Charles Vess, and the editor was Whoa. Danny Fingergrove. Bam. In Boom. Drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam knows his shit, bro. It's a Bronze Age comic. <laughs> it was originally 60 cents, as you can see on the cover there. Um, yeah. I, I don't know where else to go with it. It just looks sick. <laughs> it it I've does. Got, I've got awesome. that one. It I've is such one. a, it's a, the, the, de, uh, the debris in the background that's on fire falling around them as Hobgoblin is just like taking this moment of victory. Like, you know, the world around me is burning, but I've got this victory. I love it. Uh, this is just a panel from uh, one of the previous books we were looking at. Uh, just, I just love the boom, throws off all the debris and launches into action. Like it's such a, uh, it's 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 when he's it's when spiders under the debris. Hmm? Look at these, the way, Ashraf, you could do that pose. Oh, what next, that next <laughs> next competition? <laughs> yeah, sure. Like yeah. Like uh, what's for, that? It's the spidey, the spidey in water. For, for for my next trick, I'm going to lift 500 pa- uh, tons <laughs> worth of uh, rubble. Come on, Spider Man! Come on, Spider Man! Come on, Spider-Man. Oh, such a good scene. I just in both quickly, the comic and in the movie. There's two two covers I want to quickly uh, just do a shout-out to for Spider-Man. We have mm-hmm. to do, say, Amazing Spider-Man 361, first appearance of Carnage. It's got Carnage striking. Oh, yeah, uh, relevant. Yeah, yeah um, uh, Spider-Man and that. I know that people won't be able to see this really, but there's the cover using my phone, showing it terribly there. It's an amazing cover. And the other one I have to do a shout out for real quick is actually another carnage cover that i actually purchased recently from gamma rays comics it's amazing spider-man number 430 and it's carnage holding spider-man and silver surfer hostage which is pretty cool and then the one directly after it is him on the taking over silver surfer's body and becoming like Carnage Surfer, like just sick. Oh my god! I think it did t- tell me about this. Yeah, it's not a cheap book, really. These days, it's gone I, up in price a lot. I picked this up from Gamma's recently. Um, it's just such a cool, cool cover. Like, it's one that I've always wanted, but the price for it was getting stupid. Um, so I kind of went, oh, I'll just wait and find it in a dollar bin. But now, people have got too aware, and uh, I, I paid a fair bit more for it. Carnage Surfer, bro, riding waves of blood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, 
Um, moving on. So we're going to go from a previous Old Man Logan to actually the more recent oh, 2017 oh. Old Man Logan, uh, 2016, 2017 uh, Old Man Logan run. Uh, the artwork for this book is exactly what sold me on reading it because I liked the previous Old Man Logan stuff. But what really got me reading this? the... Uh, that is a great question. I didn't I didn't check. Uh, Sam, did you want to research that for me? Because uh, my screen's would be taken up by... I want to guess Dan Mora. It's probably not that more. It, it kind of uh, reminds me of the guy that did Savage uh, Avengers. Um, so for those listening on podcast, it is this huge, uh, this huge uh, page panel of Wolverine just screaming in pain. Wolverine himself is cast in white, black, and red. Um, he he's been bisected almost by uh, black lines throughout the panels, and is showing like different scenes in between his yeah. uh, screaming face. It's a brilliant little, it's a brilliant Short way. Yeah. Freaking, I love, I love this. Uh, I, I, just, I just love this. I was like, this when was I was thinking of good art. 16 to 18? So, yeah. This was uh, the first artist, because I think they changed artists partway through, uh, along with writers uh, after like issue 25, I believe. Which I jumped off this after issue 25, if oh, I'm not mistaken. Fuck off. Did you not like it? No, it's just I was like I was really into like the story. Uh, like the main reason I was sticking with it was because I wanted to see where they were taking where that particular writer was taking Old Man Logan, and it's like I did check back in to see what was going on, and I liked what they were doing well enough, but I just had to choose between still reading Old Man Logan and still reading something else, I believe, and I just decided, yeah. well, if there's an art, if the if the writer that I like is jumping off, I'm also going to jump off and, and keep focusing on a different book. Yeah. Oh so so God. this is when main continuity Logan was dead. Or... This this is when main continuity Logan had died, um, yeah. and the Secret Wars twenty fifteen event okay. had ended, and Old Man Logan had been uh, basically uh, just slashed. It was like slapped into our universe. Obviously, the writer is Jeff Lemire, an amazing writer. Does a lot of fantasy. Oh yeah, fuck, he's amazing. Penciler is Andre Sorrento. Inca is Andre Sorrento. I'm probably saying these all wrong. I do apologize. Colorist is Marcelo. May Mayolo, um, and that looks about all the information I can get there. Yeah, it's cool. I I love the artwork for this book. I think some more artwork from it is coming up, but we're gonna go to another classic piece oh, that yeah. I love, very similar to the Spider-Man one. Um, you just love you just love seeing your heroes wet. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so this is uh, this man, this monster, a very iconic image of the thing standing thing iconic title as well. in the water. Yeah. yeah, it is a brilliant just shot of just like absolute sorrow in this moment. Out like, of a man just... thing. Now check out this man, this monster getting moist. <laughs> um, it's actually even got on here. You can see that the pencil was Jack Kirby, uh, Joe Simon. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, Joe Sinnott, I should say, was the inker. Um, don't yeah. forget the letterer, can't Le- forget the, about Artie. The letterer, Art, Artie Semek, um, an absolute hero, Artie is. Um, <clears throat> just like, yeah, the, the shading, the colors, the expression on things' face, on, on like Mr. Ben Grimm's face. Like, I just want to, I just want to, Mr. Ben walk. Grimm, so I, formal. I just want to yes. give, guys, I just want to <laughs> give him a hug. Like, he just put his face. It's this like it's it's one of those panels where I first saw them, just like I had an immediate emotional reaction of like, oh, I just want to hug you. Don't right. be sad. You, you're, you, it's you're weird. Get... You you see a moist monster and your go-to is to cuddle it. Because he's sad. Need help? <laughs> no, who needs help is Ben Grimm, if, which he gets. If eventually. I walked in the street and I saw that, I'd be like, oh fuck, I'm mad at you. 
I mean, like, I'm not, but I have context by knowing who the thing is, <laughs> knowing that he is a good person. Do you guys remember that panel where the Fantastic Four are like forming for the first time and they're putting their their hands together, like, and they're coming up with names, and then uh, the thing says like, "I'm not even Ben Grimm anymore. I'm just some monster. Just call me the thing." And Mr. Yeah. Fantastic is like. And call me Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, like wow. the, I like the, like, yeah, like, years later, he's, like, sitting there, he's probably just like, why the fuck did I say that? <laughs> yeah. I could have been called Rockman or the Rock Slider or, you know, fucking Tombstone. Oh, wait, that's already taken. You know, just, <laughs> like, coming up with names instead of just, oh, I'm a thing. <laughs> Should have just called him so or It's almost as if he was going through some kind of emotional trauma, Sam. Oh, I wonder. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> Uh, yeah, some more old Ben Logan art uh, from um, oh, Patches Back. Oh man, it is such a. I mean, I don't even know how I could fully describe this one to, to uh, podcast listeners. Uh, mo- He's the- shattering through glass, but in the glass is reflections of him killing lots of gangsters. Thank you. Nailed it. Thank you. Perfect. He's in a white suit, which I mean, obviously they put, but you know, you know, with the you know the dark uh, over the eye, you know, Patches Back type look. Um, just all the blood on the suit. Like they've purposely, they very much a lot of the colors they work with in these old man Logan books were uh, whites, blacks, and reds. Uh, very intentionally so. Um, so. That's why they made that Wolverine book. Like what Wolverine, black, white, and like red. red. Yeah, and now they're doing the carnage yeah. one. Yeah. But it's blood red. It's blood, blood, black, and white or something, or white, blood, and black. Whatever it is. <laughs> it's, it's got those words in it. Um, and then just like when I oh, think cool. of like immediately, immediately think of art that like well, I was looking at all the old Merlin and stuff. I had, like I had to bring that out the hmm? that story. This one right here isn't bad, but isn't good. No, but the actual end itself, Wolverine like sacrificing his life, is the thing that kills him is him being encased in an andium, an animatium shell, and he just gets to just as the day breaks, get one last look at the sunlight. And just kneels and finally gets to rest after everything he's been through. It's poetic, and the artwork here, I just always think of as like this is just like a genuinely. I could have had like Wolverine stay dead for another ten years, and I would have been happy with you it. You know what? You know it's really quite funny though. You know how all of a sudden he gets uh, Mister Friction Claws, how they heat up, and he cuts his way back out of there. Uh, that power seems to have disappeared very quickly when everyone went, "What is this shit?" <laughs> Yes. Literally, that power has vanished. There was no mention of it. It was kind of like, and he forgot how to do it. <laughs> it's like fucking Go- Goku at the end of Dragon Ball Super. Why don't you just go Ultra Instinct again? I kind of forgot how to do it. <laughs> Wait, is he alive in there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, relatively. <laughs> oh, man, it's torturous. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 Um, he got, I think that the... the the way he gets out, well, the way when I read it, it basically sounds like what he was doing in there is eventually he was rubbing his claws, like, because obviously his claws can go inside to him. See how he's sitting. They're going in and out so much and so fast that they're heating up. Yeah. And he got them to heat up to the point where it allowed him to melt through it and finally break free. But the thing is then he could just kind of do that to himself. Like he could move them up and down or, move them at such a speed that they'd heat up which i guess like the adamant in him yeah. yeah yeah so like the claws would become hot yeah but i just oh, everyone kind of was like that's 
so dumb because that's move that's moving so quick like <laughs> he's just become so much more powerful and unrealistic than he already was and everyone kind of boo hissed it and yeah it didn't didn't last long now they just don't mention it they're like oh yeah, he forgot he must have forgot no one no one knows why he forgot how to do that but he has and he was doing that for years in case an adamant too that's what i'm assuming he's just yeah laying yeah. there going <laughs> rubbing one out yeah well, yeah. yeah quite literally one of the few times that they could have imagine how much that would have filled magic, up with blood and it was like dried blood constantly all the knuckle mm-hmm. blood and it would heat up and melt his skin and all kinds of stuff. I don't know. I just it until was the, one until one, once they like it's one of those pieces of art where it's like I love it if you just think of the actual context yeah. of the original story. But the moment they started adding more to it with them like him being alive in there, it's like mm, okay, why why did yeah. you do that? Why didn't you just say oh magic or you know stuff like Oriental magic because he's so closely can. Like he's so closely connected to like Japan and like Madripoor, like you could have done anything, any kind of like, you know, Japanese, um, what's it called? Like any form of like ancient Japanese lore about like, um, oh, I did like revival the idea that, um, stuff like he is that. a huge oh, weeb. He is, he is. He was, yeah. he was the original weeb. I liked how everyone yeah. was coming to steal his body. I like that story. Like all these people are like, well, he's trapped there. Let's just come and steal his body so we can do experiments and shit. Like that's so many characters are like, this is what we're going to do. And then they will get there and he's just not there. He's half left. <laughs> he's good at what he does and what he does isn't very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an angry old lady at like the shop when you try and buy something that they don't have. Yeah. That's the, um, that's the tone I wanted to come across as. Mike Skanski. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's not like that. Good movie, right. Monsters Inc. Radio lads. Well, we've gone, we've gone almost our full time. So I'll just try and get oh us to sort of speed through our um, some of these other questions because we've talked obviously about art we really like. But has there yeah. been any artwork that has actively ruined a comic for you that you just didn't like the artwork? And New Harley Quinn looks like shit. I will not read it. I can't stand that artwork. And I, uh, there's been multiple books and stories that over time I didn't pick up. Like, immediately I should have picked up Silver Surfer Black because I love um, Kate's stories. But that artwork, yeah. everyone was raving about it and it just didn't sit with me. It's not, I don't like that liquid. Is it Morbius that does? No, I no. think someone, I don't know. I just yeah. didn't like the art style. Um, there's heaps of books. Like, I literally, a lot of the time, check the art style before I buy the book because if, if the art is shit, I won't buy it. Even if I've Comics are a visual years. medium. Yeah. yeah, like it, it could be Amazing Spider-Man. I think now because I am trying to go back and collect and finish off that whole run, the tricky part is, is there are parts of that that I literally didn't pick up because I was like, eh, like this looks terrible or I didn't like it at the time. Now tastes may have changed, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. Sometimes I have to give it a second chance, or there's I just won't. I just it's easy. Oh, shut up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ashraf, is there any uh, any books you've dropped or um, like a book that you've seen you just got you just can't because of the art, the artwork. I I really can't deal. I mean, I appreciate John Romita Jr., but I really can't deal with his art. Sometimes it's like um, he was doing some stories for Batman and Tom King's run and action comics for uh, Brian Michael Bendis's run. And there were amazing stories, but like, because he was doing the art, it 
it kind of subtracted from my enjoyment of it. It's like in action comics, it was Superman teaming up the Superman family after so long, and it's supposed to be an amazing reunion and a, and a great action scene. But to me, it was like this. This is borderline unreadable. And same thing in Batman, where like it's supposed to be Batman returning to Gotham for the first time in months after like supposedly getting killed by Bane, and and it's like he chose to draw raindrops as well and i couldn't even decipher what was going on i'll go to a real quick question for both of you do you find now when you go go next time you're in the comic shop pick up three books from marvel three books from dc and three books from image sit them out and have a look and look at the art now you'll find that at least what says nine books i've told you to get I reckon you'll find that six of them are basically the same art. Mm. Yeah, they do have a house style. Yeah. Like both Marvel and DC. It's like whenever they have artists in, they they make them go through a workshop to follow that sort of style. And like a a, a monthly comic necessitates a sort of like shorthand, like a lot of shortcuts uh, they have to take to meet deadlines. That's fine and all. So I understand that. But yeah. what, what what makes me appreciate art more is that despite all of those things, the arts can still look unique and amazing. Like all of the examples you guys showed, that's all modern art. And like with all of these constraints, it can still look incredible. Yep. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I mean, like for a book like Amazing Spider-Man, it's like once every two weeks. And Ryan Otley can not keep up. Or I'm not sure if he's still on. I'm just showing random amazing spider-man covers because he mentioned it again yeah. and i had some sitting here yeah i'm surprised you didn't mention spawn at all i know i've tried not to i tried to keep my mouth yeah. shut because i could just talk about todd for an entire thing that's a whole nother world i mean <laughs> what's this a spawn comic sitting next to my bed you'd never have guessed it <laughs> yeah but yeah todd mcfarland right. the number one artist of all time um <laughs> yeah as far as the question goes for me by the way no uh, I haven't actually been reading a book where I've gone, the art's the thing that's ruined it for me. Um, have there been books I've read that the art's turned me off? Yeah, or like looked into that the art's turned me off? Like, yeah, like Squirrel Girl. Like I actually like Squirrel Girl as a character, but her <gasps> most recent run, her art was... Um... <laughs> what was that noise? Sorry, go on. <laughs> that's me just dying internally of like the shin, the mention of the shittest character in the MC universe. Uh, that I completely disagree, but okay. Um, I like yeah. it too. Yeah, I, I, I think she's fine, Sam. Because you're allowed to be wrong. But you know what, Sam? You're right. People are allowed to be wrong, which you are commonly. Um, ah. So, yes, um, Squirrel Girl, like some of the artwork in her run, I just wasn't, I just wasn't like, I didn't feel. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't jiving with, so I couldn't really tell you whether or not it was a good run. Um, and like just, I, I, that is just one of the only reasons why I didn't look into the Squirrel Girl comic because I wanted to know more about her as a character at the time. And I opened the book and I went, hmm, no, can't, and closed it. Yeah, right. Disney should release that pilot for New Warriors. I really want to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure if it's uh, it may not ever happen. Um, but who knows? Who knows? There's some weird... They filmed the pilot. They did. But yeah. What was the next thing? What where were we up to? Uh, do you have a book you read because you thought the art looked good? Specifically, just like did you pick up a book specific? Savage, book Savage Avengers. I opened it up, look at the art, and went fuck, and then now I'm loving it. Like the story is good too, but the art really drew me in. Ashraf, is your oh. answer in the form of a? I've got one Archie. more. Yeah, I don't read Archie that much. I only read it as a kid, and 
that this cover made me buy it. <laughs> yeah, right. My my, my one Fiona like staples. was um, Ultra Mega. Oh yeah, I picked Apparently that up. Amazing, just because I looked at the art and was like, "This looks sick," and it's it's fantastic. The art throughout the entire book is just stunning. Um, and volume two was brilliant. I'm dying for the next part because it's thicker releases once a month, I believe. Yeah, the the writer is also the artist. I don't know how he does it. It's amazing. He, he's obviously done this well in advance, ready for release. Yeah. Um. Old Man Logan is probably the one for me that would like most immediately come out to my head is like what that specifically because I look, opened it, looked at the art and went, oh boy, yes, d- done. But if I had to say like just looking at a cover, um, is the, this one's actually variant covers. It's when Marvel done their uh, rock and roll variant covers. They did uh, like Guys of the Galaxy was like Nirvana's Nevermind. Uh, there was an Inhumans one that was Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Um, News of the World by Queen for an X-Men comic, I believe at the top of my head. Uh, but my favorite of the whole lot, uh, you got to look it up. It's um, it's the Clash, uh, but the Mighty Thor, and it's this amazingly iconic Clash album cover where it's just someone like yeah. they're smashing the guitar down, yeah. um, and the, the the photographer has done something weird to the picture and made it look so amazing, and they've just replicated that, but with Thor smashing her hammer down because it was Jane Foster at the time, it just looks so good. Like it's like genuinely such a good album cover and such a good recreation with uh with that. So I, I needed the. It was one of the only times where I went. I need these variants. I absolutely need the variants. It sounds awesome. <laughs> now, where are we up to? What's happening now? Uh, well, there is one last question. Is there any yeah. specific artist or art style you think would make a great basis for a line of action figures? I.e., how some toy lines do a shell shaded a cell shaded line uh, lineup. Everyone's um, already done. Immortal Hulk, give us some toys out of that. Now that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How would I that was, work? More, more like a statue. Yeah, you'd probably want a more statue-like. But if if you did a toy, the cool thing is with you could have like, you know, you get your normal Hulk figure that they release, and then you could actually get a bag of body pieces and change, like have a the smaller arm then the bigger arm or you can even make him magnetic and have the arms all stick on and then have different heads and that they could all stick on and be attachable to the point where you could just basically have this giant mangled thing of limbs and stuff, or you could just have a standard Hulk, a standard banner, or there we go. Even better. You release Hulk banner, world destroying Hulk. You have the devil Hulk. You have the gray Hulk, Joe fix it. All of those characters release every single one but have them as a magnetic setup. So then when you put them, you could actually like combine pieces. Yeah. And the builder figure would be a squirrel girl. Anyway, <laughs> the builder figure would be Xenu. Xenu. Yeah, oh, you pronounced Zem- his name Zem- correctly this Zemnu. time. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did pronounce his name correctly. I should have, yeah. hopefully yeah. my uh, Marvel Legends Xenu shouldn't be too far now. Uh, the release date's apparently sometime in uh, uh, June. So hopefully. He's got a Marvel Legends coming out. Yeah, he's a builder figure for the uh, villains wave. They've done a, a wave of just villains. Of course, he's, he's a builder, builder figure. Every time they do a character, I finally want one. They're like, oh, it's a builder figure. So I'm like, yeah. That's why they do the builder figures. Well, I won't buy the toys. <laughs> that is literally the point of the builder figure. I'm an idiot. I won't buy the toys. I don't care enough for the builder figure. That's fair I might enough. I get the builder figure, Sam Wilson, retractable wings. It looks cool. 
Yeah, honestly, uh, the toy, the toy month, the monthly toy roundup, which I'm editing at the moment, it's a week late. Yeah. But like, I talked for two hours straight. I didn't realize I talked for two hours straight. It's taking fucking forever to edit. Um, the the Sam Wilson, every Sam Wilson Captain America toy, whether it's Marvel Legends, Marvel Select, or fucking Hot Toys, which they need to stop doing good <laughs> Hot Toys. They need to stop doing expensive. good Hot Toys because I want all of them, but I can't get any of them because I have to pay for food and rent and other toys. Or yeah, just say, all or the you same just level of don't buy other toys and just get that. Get the but one. Really I don't good have one. my other toys. I one like toy the fact year. I got Raditz. I'm so happy with the fact I got a Raditz. I'm not going to sacrifice a Raditz. So much shit. <laughs> it's not Hot that toys much. to me looks too real. Like it's too real to the point where I think a ghost can possess it. <laughs> uh, you scared of Chucky? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what if Sam Wilson becomes like my Chucky? That be and tries to kill me with retractable wings. I'd watch that movie. Just like, but it's it's not it's not Sam Wilson. It's just locating Birdman. It's, it's fucking Anthony Mackie, and like it's just Anthony Mackie being himself. Can't like just you. just silently in the night, you like you sort of wake up a little bit, and you just hear silently in the background, "Cut the check, <laughs> cut the check," or some line uh, from Eight Mile. Um, have we? We got. What's your toy? Quick, 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 quick. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, so I would like them to make a toy line based off of Gabriel Piccolo's Teen Titans art, which is like a millennial sort of style of like, what if the Teen Titans were a bunch of uh, Generation Z, yeah, <laughs> Generation <laughs> Z people that that Sam hates, like the type of people who listen to music, uh, chemical, My Chemical Romance, and oh. go on TikTok and have uh, I do all those couple things. I don't on Instagram. I don't listen. Yeah. To my, I don't listen to Mike King. That's and also know, like this sort of style taste. for toys. Mike King's romance is art. fucking great. Shut yeah. up, Sam. Nah, yeah, nah, 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 nah. Nah, you, 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 right, you, how, you how about you, Connor? <laughs> uh, about me? Uh, like, I genuinely, there's a there's a line of like uh, Batman and Harley Quinn statues. They're just the Batman ones are black and white, but the Harley Quinn ones are black, red, and white. And yeah. I really think like a toy line of like almost. Um, I just forgot what it's called. It's a fucking Sin City comic. They did a movie about it. It's very well known. It's black and white with red in it. Sin City. Uh, like oh, that art, yeah. But that art style, but applied to like things like, can you imagine like a line of like black, white and red, you know, Punisher stuff and Wolverine and like Batman and whatnot. Like that sort of art style applied to them as an action figure or a statue would be great. They do save money on printing. <clears throat> they actually um, kind of released something similar to that for DC. Where they did the Jim Lee uh, signature series toys, where they oh, designed yeah, them directly right. off his art style and penciling. I've got some put away because yeah. I bought them in Europe when I was over there in Paris because we'd never seen them before. And as soon as we saw it and had the limited number and whatever else, we're like, "Fuck, we should maybe grab these because we don't know if they're coming to Australia." And they didn't. Surprise, mm. surprise! Yeah. We didn't get them here. Um, I think I saw one other person I know has got one here uh, because he ordered it from overseas. So. Yeah, they're very cool. Oui, oui. No, oui That's oui. French. For no play yum. That is from a yogurt ad. <laughs> uh, d- 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 does Vidania. That's definitely yeah. wrong. But anyway. <laughs> does Vidania um, mean that goodbye? Racist note. Doesn't it? It, it means goodbye yeah. in Russian too. Yeah, like so I, we're, is that us signing off? <laughs> are we leaving yeah. in Russian? <laughs> no, are we leaving in Russian? Are we rushing uh, out of here? Yeah. Uh, Russian uh, exit. Well, yeah. Sam, you've actually been trying to rush us this whole time. Yes, so because I, yes. I don't like to go over the time. I took up so too much time at the start. <laughs> it's rushing out of this. All right, rushing into the next one. Well, okay, that's all the questions, guys. 
Can you tell? So we're done. We're done answering questions. We're at the end of our podcast. We're at the end of it all. Sam, you should Whoa. be happy about that. Um, we, bed. We, 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 we had a lot of fun. We looked at artwork, unless you listen to this on podcast, in which case you listen to us talk about how we're looking at artwork. That we named artists really smoothly and very correctly about. Thank you for yeah. dealing yeah. with our abstract uh, misinformation. <laughs> if, if, Hopefully if, that won't affect our future guests if we get if we manage to get these artists on. But yeah. If, uh, if you're an artist that was featured in this episode, one, I'm sorry, uh, two, yeah. um, absolutely come on. Um, we for some talk. reason watching this, so we would love to have you on. <laughs> well, uh, whose turn is it to host the show next week? Uh, well, actually, that might that be was, mine. That was no. going to be my thing. I wanted to do this on air because I wanted to force Ooh. you guys into this. Oh, God. So uh, last week, we had discussions about having my mum on this podcast. Oh, yeah, we now, did. Now, I couldn't think of good questions, which is why I didn't get my mum on this week. Um, but, and for those listening, yes, my mum, she's a proper nerd. Uh, I'll tell you the story oh one Oh, my God, day. submit questions for us to ask Connor's mum. Either we can yeah. get people to submit questions to yes. ask my mum, or Ashraf and Sam, you guys can come up together with questions to ask my mum. Uh, you can even ask Bryony and Anisa and Elizabeth. Just whatever you want, so long as it's mostly appropriate and doesn't cause my mum to want to kill me afterwards. How inappropriate. All right, well, off air, we'll uh, talk about appropriate guidelines because uh, <laughs> I struggle with those. The fact that you've given me a guideline yeah. means I have to. Okay, let me, put it like this. <laughs> let, me, let me put it like this. Uh, my mum does watch the podcast, so she knows what she's probably in for. Yeah, and Sam, Sam, you talked to her, so it's excellent, excellent, magnificent. Yes, talk to talk to her. I, I went away for like ten minutes, came back, and they were talking about booze, and I'm like, oh fucking course, you're talking about alcohol. It yeah. could have been way worse. We did talk about your shower times, naughty boy. Yeah, we did. I brought it up. <laughs> you're the one who was late, Sam. Today, I've been on time the last two weeks. Yeah, I was on hell? time. You just did the wrong thing. <laughs> I am. I improved, Sam. I evolved. You, you're stuck in to, the dark ages. To all, to all of you watching, listening, Sam's a hypocrite. He's been chastising Connor for being late, but he was late this week. <laughs> late once because I had to cook dinner <laughs> after work and, and do a bunch of other things. I haven't even showered yet. I like, ran in. <laughs> do you have no shame, Connor? Not like you. I didn't realize if I had to shower <laughs> for this, then. <laughs> We would have been six hours late. <laughs> How long are your showers? They're way longer than yours, but I do them at the right time. You see, you know, you're wrong. He has a beer. You're wrong about that. You don't know how Shampoo long Shampoo and conditioner, are. all this, this goatee, mate. takes ages. And has a beer in the shower, which I found out recently. Got, shower beers, got, yeah. I've got yeah. facial hair as well. Yes, we, we can see you're trying. <laughs> um... <laughs> This is this has been Comic Thoughts. Um, hey, Ashraf, hope you had a good time, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, hope you had a good time. Uh, it's been a great discussion, yeah. me and you. You yeah, have a lot of really good awesome. artwork, Ash- Ashraf. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, um, yep. it took is, up a lot of the time with the podcast, yeah. but, you know, this whatever. Is the, this is me and Ashraf signing off. Yeah. Just me and Ashraf. The, the people who are on time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we came when we were meant to <laughs> take yeah. care everyone uh you know do all that youtube nonsense like subscribe bell whatever fucking stalk us on twitter instagram or whatever you know all that good shit you know keep the keep the momentum going get your friends watching get us to 250 subs me we, yeah. i'm gonna take ashraf for the for a date let's do this 
Oh man, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I never forgot about that. Um, oh. Take care, everyone. Bye. Right. See ya. Bye.